0: Amen. Thank you, Lord, for that, for that song. All right, I'm really so excited this afternoon, and I hope that you are excited also. And I pray that you will not regret that you are here today, and not just worshiping online, because we are going to do something different this afternoon, and I need your participation. I need your involvement. I need your cooperation. So you have to be 100% attentive. All right? All right. So without further ado, let me invite you to open your Bibles in the book of Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, and I would like to request everyone to please stand as we give reverence to the Word of God. And we are just going to read one verse. Uh, Brother Gilbert, Is this working now? All right, so let's just stick to this one. All right, we're not going to read the whole um, scriptures um, because that's part of the activity. I just uh, all of a sudden changed my mind. So we'll just read one verse, verse 17, chapter 15, verse 17. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. Are you there? Okay, this is going to be the the bulk of our study this afternoon. Luke 15, verse 17, just follow me along, I will read it. The Bible says, and when when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. So um, the line here that we are going to repeat a lot of times will be, and when he came to himself, that's actually the title of our message. Shall we go to the Lord in prayer? Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your great love to us, Lord. Your love is described as wonderful, marvelous, amazing, and your love is unconditional. It is not compared to the love that we have, but your love is uh, the, the utmost definition Uh, the vast definition of what really love is. And uh, thank you, Lord God, for manifesting and demonstrating your love that you have given all to us. And we just praise you for that. And thank you, Lord God, for this time that we can be blessed once again, From your word, I pray that you um, anoint me, Lord, forgive me from my sins. Forgive us, Lord, from all our sins and shortcomings. And may your strength be seen, not my weaknesses. Lord, hide me behind thy cross. And we just want to praise you today, glorify you, and all the praises um, should uh, go all to you, Lord God. This is all we pray in Christ's most precious name. Amen and amen. You may now be seated. Thank you so much. All right, so... um, I would like to uh, do this because for the past two weeks, I've been part of, I attended an online training in the Philippines. Um, It's about leadership training. And one of the teachers there, most of the time, he's asking questions from all his students. Okay, and that is what we're going to do today. Since, you know, it's three o'clock, I mean, it's yes, past three, it's holy hour, right? I know some of you are sleepy. We just had a really nice lunch. Thank you all uh, to those who brought lunch uh, this, uh, this, uh, during lunchtime. And uh, yes, we are going to have some kind of question and answer portion, okay? I need you to help me out. <clears throat> I actually have your names here. I have written all your names, okay? So I'm gonna pick one. Are you awake now? That's why, you know, it's all our online. Um, I was just, you know, I participated online. You know, they have like in-person trainer, uh, trainees, but I was the only one online. But sometimes we ha- were like two or three. But of course, like, um, you know, the time difference. Um, they start 8.30 in the morning there, so it's thir- 8.30 in the evening here, and sometimes I can last up to 2.30 in the morning. So I was like, "Puyat" for the past two weeks because, you know, um, I'm attending that um, online training. And, um, you know, sometimes when the teacher is asking the trainees, Sometimes I wish I can also, you know, like recite or like say something, but there are times, oh, I'm glad I'm just online, you know. <laughs> All right, so to those who are online, I don't know how many viewers we have at the moment. Okay, uh, I, if you want to comment your uh, like answers, okay, so you may do so, but uh, I won't be able to read them. But I'm going to be focusing on the people here. So are you ready? The first question is, okay. So we have read the book in uh, Luke chapter 15, and this is, um, we we all know that this is the story of the parable of the prodigal son. Okay, so my first question would be, uh, is there mic available to go around? All right, so the first question is going to be, um, we heard this, what is a parable? What, what a parable, what is a parable? Okay, so don't answer, I'm gonna pick a name. All right, and the answer, the, um, we want to hear from Sister Alice. Okay, Sister Alice, if you could please stand. And what do you think a parable is?
1: Uh, I, was, I was about to say it. Anyway, it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning.
0: Amen. Good job, Sister Alice. Yeah. You have $100 G Cash. No, just kidding. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, very precise definition of what a parable is it is an earthly. Story with heavenly meaning, and the Lord Jesus Christ mostly used them for the people to understand more what His teaching is all about. Okay, now the question is: Can someone state a little bit what the story of the parable of the prodigal sin, of prodigal sin, prodigal son is all about? Okay, I'm gonna pick another one, and let's hear. Now, if you if you're honest and you really don't know the answer, you can go for a lifeline. And I mean, think of someone that you think you can help you. Okay, so don't be embarrassed. Sister Kathy. Sister Kathy, do you know? Um, Can you give us something uh, about the parable of the prodigal son? I I need a lifeline. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, she used her lifeline, Sister Naomi. What is the story of the prodigal son?
1: The story of the prodigal son is all about uh, a son
0: That is prodigal? That is
1: prodigal <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, he was this son, the, uh, the younger one He asked for his inheritance mm-hmm. uh, and left And he spent all the money, all the inheritance that he got from his father and spent it all with friends, wasted it. And then time came that he had nothing. And so he, he did all that he can to feed himself. And he had a job to feed the swine, the pigs. And there he realized that, why am I here? What am I doing here? Uh, in my father's house, we, I have ser- we have servants. We are rich, and I can eat anything I... When he ate, and, you know, then he realized that he had to go back to his father. Now I am about to cry. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you you so
0: much. Let's give a hand. Uh, That was precisely the story of the uh, prodigal son. All right. In Luke chapter 15, actually, the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ mentioned this story because... You know, the Pharisees and the scribes, they were murmuring because Jesus Christ was teaching the sinners. And he was eating with them. He was, you know, hanging around with the sinners. And Pharisees during those times, they feel like they're the most righteous, religious. So, you know, to um, to, make the, the, to make the situation right, he taught them, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ taught them about, you know, all these stories. That, you know, we should not... Um, we should love the sinners, amen? We should do something for them. It's not, yes, we're called to be righteous, but we are called also to win them. And we cannot win them if we're not going to, you know, hang around with them. It's not yung sinasabi natin sa Tagalog, tayong makisama. Pwede tayong makisama, pero wag tayong makisama. I don't know what's the English for that one. Okay, but actually, before the story of the parable, there are two other more parables that Christ mentioned. The parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. Now, can someone tell a story, briefly the story or the parable of the lost sheep? All right, ready? Okay, the name is Brother Jesse. (laughs) All right, what is the story of the parable of the lost sheep? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Use the He's last asking line. for a lifeline uh,
0: I think uh, you know the
1: it care of the sheep and one was when Out of 100, Out of 100 and Instead of taking the 99 you mm-hmm. went after the 1, one.
0: Yes right? okay. Amen Alright so that's it and this is where the verse came from, uh, you know, one, one sinner that repented. The whole heaven is rejoicing out of just one sinner that repented. Out of 100, out of, you know, 101, you know, drifted away, and the shepherd, you know, went after that one. Found it, and the whole neighbors are rejoicing. So that was a good one, Brother Jess. Thank you so much. The next one, what about the story of the lost coin? All right, next one. Pastor Samuel... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Your name is also here. Don't tell me you're gonna ask for a lifeline. <laughs> All right. The parable, okay. of the lost coin. Uh, ten pieces of silver, and this woman was uh, uh, keeping them. Then he lost. She lost it, and then um, what she did is she tried to seek diligently and clean the whole house because that one is important. Then she found it and uh, she asked her friends to rejoice with him. So another um, truth that uh, everybody in this world is important in the eyes of God because we are created in his image. Our soul is very valuable. So any one person that is found that was lost before and repent of their sins and just rejoicing in heaven amen very well said pastor thank you so much so if you've noticed those three stories that were mentioned in the same chapter it started as like there's the progression from 100 and then 10 and then 2 see the progression there and it's all about just like what pastor Sam said God is you know he looks at us and he sees everyone very important amen I believe we have heard this story we're just going to skip all the verses because uh, actually I put it here. It's not working. So we've heard this story of the prodigal son, and it has been preached in so many ways and so many times. But, okay, all right, so, no, no, no. I was going to ask, what is the meaning of a prodigal? Okay, so what do we mean by prodigal? Prodigal means being wastefully extravagant. Okay, wastefully extravagant. That's why he is called the prodigal son. We have heard the story from you know, Sister Naomi that this was the son who asked for the inheritance that you know, it was not time for him to ask for it yet, but then for some reason, he wants it. But the father was really nice enough, okay, and he gave it to him, but then when he had it, he went to a certain place, to a far, far country, and there, what he did, he wasted extravagantly. In this story, the man's son recklessly and wastefully spends his inheritance. And in the context of this famous parable, the prodigal son has also come to mean someone, 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 I need, all right, there you go, someone who is is spiritually lost and someone who has returned after an absence. So what do we, that's what we mean by prodigal. Okay, someone also who is, is spiritually lost and someone who has returned after an absence. And let us notice uh, the, sta- the, the interesting statement here. You know, in verse number 17, and the Bible says, and when he came to himself. Can you say that? And when he came to himself. You know, we use, We use that phrase to describe a person that begins to come back around that has been unconscious or has fainted, okay? There is a realization uh, that happened in a person when he experienced this, when he came to himself. You know, I believe that many Christians are, you know, fainting today for one reason or another. The question is, is it possible for a child of God to faint? Yes, we have verses, that's why a lot of verses are trying to encourage us not to be weary and not to faint. Because there's a tendency for a Christian to faint. There's a tendency for us to drift away from the presence of God or the will of God. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Also in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. And another verse in Revelation 2, 2 and 3. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which, are, which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars and hast borne and hast patience. And for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. You know, the, um, praise be to God for his word. You know, a great tool for us not to be able to drift away and to faint in our Christian life. Now, what do we mean by fainting? Fainting means it's the opposite of soberness, vigilance, watchfulness, standing, or fighting. All the things that a child of God is commanded to do. Amen? That is what fainting is. You know, we see sometimes a drunkard, when they walk, you see that they're not really, you know, walking right. They are starting to faint. You know, those who are really tired and exhausted, sometimes you cannot stand, you know, uprightly, then you are fainting. You know, I experienced fainting when I first had my vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) I really fainted after the vaccine because I was so hungry. The time of my vaccine was 1.30 and I I only had breakfast. And right after, you know, it was so hot that day, and I parked really far. I, I just parked by the street. I had mine in Hackensack University. Right after the vaccine, I don't know if it's the effect, but I felt so weak, and I'm about to faint. <laughs> and I just went home straight, and, you know, I'm <laughs> And I'm uh, So that's what fainting is. You know, when a Christian gets to the state mentally, there is no telling what decisions they will make. You know, if you're in that kind of situation, your mind is not, you know, in 100% um, accuracy. And I believe that we have seen some church members who were basically out of it. You know, they were oblivious or they were unaware to what was going on around them. They were so immune. They seemed so immune to revival. They were oblivious or they were not aware of their own needs. You know, sometimes they, if you're going to see people who are out of the will of God, it seems like they're okay, but actually they're not because they don't know what they need anymore. You know, the spiritual um, feedings from the word of God, which is what they need, but when they are drifting away, when they are out of it, they don't know it. And they also don't know the needs of those around them. For whatever reason, they have fainted. Now, when a person is out of it, they will make many of the same decisions that the prodigal son did. So let me give you some things when you are out of it, based on the story that we have this afternoon. Number one, when you are out of it, you'll ask for things you're not supposed to have. Amen? And that is from verse number 12, when the Bible says, the portion of goods that falleth to me. You know, so observe yourself, ask ourselves, is there a time or, uh, you know, are we starting to ask things that's not supposed for us to have? So that's a sign that you're being, you're starting to be out of it. Secondly, in the same verse, your prayer life will just consist of, give me, Lord, give me, and nothing more. Yes, we believe in the power of prayer and it is basically asking, but if your prayer is mostly concentrated on yourself, then. You know, something is not right there because prayer is also for, you know, uh, mainly for our communication with God and also to pray for others. When you are out of it, you leave where you're supposed to be. That's what happened to the prodigal. You know, he took his journey. He left the home. He left the house. He left the palace. So you leave where you're supposed to be. Another one, you'll go places you're not supposed to go far country. You know when you're out of it you'll go places you're not supposed to go. Another one you'll waste the things you are supposed to save. And they're wasted his substance. And the Bible uh, described this as riotous living. You know riotous living. So it was a, you know it was really not right. So you'll waste the things you're not supposed to save. Another one you'll live in ways you are not supposed to live. What did he do? Riotous living. Another one in verse 15, you'll join yourself with people you were never supposed to be with. He joined himself to a citizen. You know, so when you're out of it, you will join with people you were not supposed to be with. And another one, you'll be asked to do things you were never supposed to do. He was sent him into his fields to feed swine. This is not something that he chooses to do, but he doesn't have a choice. But you will asked to do to do things you were not supposed to do. And you'll crave things that you were never supposed to crave. In verse 16, he would fain have filled his belly. And lastly, you'll be abandoned by people that you were never supposed to know. See what happened? You know, he had a lot of friends in the beginning, but the question is, are those? true friends no because he was abandoned and in verse 17 we can see here that something big happened you know the bible says that he came to himself amen and praise god that this you know realization came to the heart and mind of this prodigal son you know when this happened several things were the result when he came to himself i'm going to share with you four things That happened in the life of the prodigal son number one is he got honest okay he got honest he got honest with what first is he got honest about his service in verse number 17 and when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger You know, he realized that it wasn't as bad at home as he originally thought it was. You know, but up to this point, he had still a bad attitude about the father. You know, he had a problem serving the father. Up to this point, he had no desire to serve on the family farm. But after being forced to work in the fields and feed the swine, he came to the realization he came to the realization of you know how actually generous how actually kind his father is you know even though he's trying to uh you know he's been asked by his father to take part in their field to serve in their field so he got honest about his service for his father you know that serving the father was much better than serving the flesh amen You know, serving the Father was much better than serving the flesh or serving the world. You know, in verse 17, we have read that. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hard servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? Let us note here that you will serve in a field. It depends on which one you want to serve in. You know, it's either you will serve the Father or you will serve the flesh. It's either you will serve the Father or you will serve this world. It's either you will serve the Father or you will serve the enemy. And what is the Father's field? In John 4:35, say not ye therefore are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Amen. The harvest is the souls of men. Amen. And I really love what Pastor. Um. Who was the preacher last morning? Uh, last Sunday morning. Pastor Mike Villorio, everything that we do, it is all for what? Loving the Lord, and it's also about soul winning, discipling, or watering and planting, and discipling. You know, like the the, uh, winning them and making them grow. You know, for here we are here, and you know, um, we're still planting, we're still watering the souls. And that is our field. The souls of men is our field. That is the field of the Father. You know, that is our job. That's why we are, you know, here. That's why we are supporting missions. That's why we are trying to live a godly life. That's why we are trying to share the gospel to other people. Because that is the field of the Father. What about the field of the other one? Luke 15, 15, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine let's see the contrast the field of the father and the field of the foreigner okay first the the difference is the field of the father we serve in this field because we choose to amen is that truth in our lives amen i hope that we are not forced whatever we do for god amen because god is always giving us the option amen god is giving us the decision the question is whatever you do for god are you doing it because you choose to do it amen yes you know we serve god because we choose to because we know that this is the best because this is what god wants us to do we serve in this field because we choose to you know the foreigners field we serve in this field because we are forced to when he was there in the swine feeding he doesn't have a choice and there will come a time if you drift away from God that there will be a point in your life that you will do things that you don't want to do. And all you just want in your life is to be out of that place and go back to God. Amen. So then another difference is, you know, the field of the father is full of souls and harvest, while the field of the foreigner is full of swine and husk. Husk are those the feelings or the, the peelings or the leftover. Um, The field of the Father makes you want to stay and serve more, amen? I hope this is the kind of attitude that we have. We want to stay in God's will, in God's kingdom, and want to serve more, amen? But the field of the foreigner makes you want to leave and never return. Another one, the field of the Father is full of other laborers. Amen? And thank God because, you know, um, we serve a risen Savior and we serve it with other laborers that make us really feel not alone. But you know what? The field of the foreigner is full of loneliness. You may feel like you have someone with you, but in times of difficulty and trials, you won't see them. You know, the, uh, the field of the Father produces reward. Amen? While the field of the foreigner produces ruin. The field of the Father is what you were created to do, and thank God you were able to fulfill your purpose in life, you know. But the field of the foreigner is the opposite of what you were created to do. And lastly, the field of the Father produces a supply of more fruit. You know, the grace of God is sufficient and abounding, amen, and it's limitless, while the field of the foreigner depletes a supply Now, the second one, after he got honest about his service, he also got honest about his his starvation. You know, his hunger was not just psychological, but he really felt... Have you ever experienced hunger? Are you hungry right now? I hope you're not. Are you starving? You know, when you're hungry, it's like you're becoming a different person, right? You will do anything for you to have food, you know, to suffice that um starvation that feeling so he got on it's not just about his service but also about his his starvation i perish with hunger the truth is from verse 14 he's already hungry you know and when he had spent all there arose a might because there's a famine in that land and he began to be in want he was so hungry also in verse 15 that he joined himself with a complete stranger and let him be abused he fed the swine and wanted what they were eating. Kinakain ng mga baboy. Nakakain na po ba kayo ng pagkain ng baboy? Yung pagkain natin nakain nila, pero yung pagkain nila hindi pa natin nakain, di ba? Pa yung baboy ang kinakain natin. Sila ang kinakain natin. Okay. <laughs> Okay, para bang mas worse yun, kasi yung kinain nila yung Okay. He fed the swine and wondered what they were eating, but it wasn't until he came to himself that he got honest about his real situation. You know, you need to ask yourself, what is your situation, really? You know? So he got honest also about his sin. He got honest about his sin. I will arise in verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. You know, this was no longer a difference of opinion. He no longer insisted that he was right and everybody else was wrong. When he came to himself, he got honest about his actions and he saw it for it was sin. You know, as long as you're making excuses and defending your sin, you're still out of it. You know, as long as you're making excuses and defending your sin, you're still out of it. But thank God because He came to Himself. You know, we have, you know, we we know people and we really need not to judge them because... It could happen to us too, you know, drifting away. We are not 100% faithful, and our enemy is attacking us also. But we know of some people who are, you know, um, out of the will of God, and our prayer is that they will somehow at some point in their life experience this. Amen? That they will come to themselves also. That there will be a realization. You know, um, and let me just uh, mention this. This is actually one of you know uh, Sister Astrid just celebrated. She didn't mention her, you know, age this morning, but she actually turned fifty. It's her go- go- golden. Is she still here, <laughs> or she's she's sleeping? I just saw her earlier. Okay, so she turned fifty, and we had a sharing time, really uh, nice Bible study last uh, Thursday. We had it during uh, you know her the very day of her birthday. And she was very thankful of her family, how the Lord is really blessing them, and how the kids are, you know, uh, faithful and trying to be involved in the ministry. And, um, you know, their prayer is for all the family also to be, to get back in the fold. Uh, They used to come to our church, but for some reason uh, they are not. And um, Sister Astrid, even mentioned about sometimes when they have family gathering, you know, that they are teasing like the kids. For example, Christian, they would call him pastor, you know, like the the family. And um, I wonder what's, you know, Christian's reaction every time, you know. I don't know if it's the uncle or titas are doing that, but you know, that's some kind of um, uh, persecution probably, you know. Um, why would uh, they call? It? I I don't know how Christian would respond to that. Maybe he's just quiet, you know, and just smiling, you know. Uh, pastor. Um, do you have, <laughs> Do you want to tell us how do you react? But uh, when Sister Astrid shared that, I was you know it stuck in my mind. Like, um, what would you you know if you are in the shoes of Christian? what, what would you react? You know, and I was just thinking, um, if, you know, someone asked that question, and you know that they used to come to church, I was just thinking maybe, you know, because they're the one who brought it up first about, you know, church stuff, pastor. Okay, I was just thinking, why, why don't you ask them, oh, tita or uncle, um, don't you used to come to our church too? Oh. The game is over. <laughs> All right, I'm, just, I'm still going to pick later. So I was just thinking that maybe you can have that kind of you know, um, conversation with them. Don't you used to come to our church too, tita or uncle? I wonder what would they respond be. Okay, um, and you can ask, what happened? You know, it's a way of starting the conversation. But actually, they're the one who started it, pastor. You know, but I was just thinking that. I don't know if uh, you can do that boldly, Christian, when you were confronted by that again. All right, so um, another one, he got honest first, and then he got humble. Okay, verse 19. Thank you so much. Okay, so maybe we have to proceed to our next question. Marami pa to eh. Okay, he got humble. Verse 19, And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. When he came to himself, first he got honest, second he got humble. Okay, notice the change in his attitude here when he came to himself. He went from, oh, and He went from demanding what he felt he was entitled to to acknowledging that he was no more worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that we will not have that kind of thought in our mind. Lord, I deserve this. I am entitled to have this. And you know what? Our culture is you know, trying to instill that in the minds of all of us. Like with all the things that is being you know, um, thrown at us. This is what the culture, our society is teaching now. You know, you, de- you deserve this. You, ha- you need to have that. You are entitled to this. But, you know, there are things in our life that we need to humble ourselves, amen? That we, we, we should always say that, Lord, I am not worthy, I am not deserving, but the Lord will still give it so we can see the grace of God in there, amen? Every time we possess something that we feel like we don't deserve it, and there's a lot of things in our life that God is giving us that we don't deserve. And it is all because of the grace of God, His mercy, amen? He went from demanding To acknowledging that he was no more worthy, you know, he got humble. Next, he got home. You know, after that realization, and he arose and came to his father. Notice the change in his attitude when he came to himself. You know, as soon as he came to himself, he thought of his sweet, sweet home. He headed home. You know, the first place he wanted to be when he came to himself was at the father's house. Amen, with the father. Amen. Kung dumating po tayo sa time na tayo mag-isip na lalo pa tayo lalo, amen. But we have to go back. Amen. We have to get back to the father, to the house of God, to His will in our lives. He wanted to be with the other servants, though, of his father, eating at the same table. You know what? A person that is happy staying away from the Father's house is out of it. You know, a person that is happy staying away, if you're really a child of God, you will not be happy being away from your God. Amen? A person that prefers the company of the swine over the Father's servants is out of it. A person that prefers the foreigner's trough What is the trough? It's the container, you know, where they eat, those animals where they eat and drink. Over the Father's table is out of it. You know, we thought like those material blessings, if we're going to see like those people who are drifting away from God, it seems like they're still being blessed, right, materially. Yes, you can be blessed materially, but your inside, the real you, is miserable because you're not in the will of God. You're out of it. A person that can remember the Father's supply and still eat the slop. The slop is the leftovers. You know, is out of it. When he he came to himself, he got home. He initiated the return. He didn't ask everybody to come to him, but he went back to them. He got home. And the last is, he got honored. Amen? Number four na po tayo. He got honored, okay? In verse 22, down to verse number 24, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. And we know this story here. There's another brother who was so envious and jealous. Oh, I, I've been here for so long. I've been serving you, Father. How come you didn't even, you know, prepare all this stuff for me? You know. But he, the father explained to him, you know, that this my son. He was lost and now he was found. He was dead and now he's alive again. It's you know worth celebrating. You know. And sometimes, you know, in our lives too, as a Christian, as a church member, sometimes when we see someone, oh. Uh, what happened to this guy? But, you know, how come the pastor is talking to this guy? Uh, He's been away for so long. You know, we cannot have that kind of attitude. When we see a person coming back to God, you know what what we should do? We should be rejoicing. Amen? Amen. Instead of, like, you know, being envious, being jealous. You know, how come, like, someone gave that to him? I've been here in this church for so long. I've been so faithful. How come I'm not getting anything? You know, instead of having that kind of attitude, you know, we should be happy for others. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I believe that is very well taught in this church. When there's an accomplishment uh, that is being mentioned by other people, when when we see someone getting back to the fold, and I believe, you know, we have exercised in this church, and I'm really blessed that I belong to this church because we know that it's all about God. Amen, it's all about you know showing the love of god to other people that although some people are being drifted away that this church's, church's arms and god's arms is always open wide to welcome everyone back amen to his fold and we should be rejoicing amen when that time comes he got honored you know he drifted away he did his own thing but then there was a genuine realization that he wants to come back to the fold and the father rejoiced and the whole neighbor the whole household was rejoicing with him now the old i mean the age old question that has plagued so many people in years what made him come to himself that is my next question what made him come to himself this prodigal son what do you think okay are you ready let's go back what do you think made him come to himself. What do you think uh, made him realize? I have Brother Wilson. Is he still here? <laughs> okay, he needs to come to himself. <laughs> okay, the next one. What do you think? Uh, the reason, Brother Gilbert. Onion. Eh, not the answer. not Others? I can see the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, Sister Hazel. <laughs> all right. Can you give us one reason why he came to him? What made him come to himself? What made him realize to come back to the father?
1: He lost, <laughs> <laughs> he lost all the, uh, the money, young wealth, and then become poor, so that's why he came back, and he, you know, he, uh,
0: he sin uh, to his father. Amen. So that's a good answer. Thank you. Um, can we hear more? Kate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kate, aside from what Sister Hazel mentioned, y- yes, they, they were, th- those were right, but um, can you think of more things what made him come to himself?
1: Uh, he realized that when he was hungry, there was food at home. And he wanted to go home because he wanted to eat. <laughs>
0: okay. That is very true. Okay, <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, one last, one last. We'll pick one more. One last. naman <laughs> Brother Alex. I saw Brother Alex earlier. Sister Jenny, you want to? Okay, so Sister Jenny volunteered. Wow, sacrificial <laughs> offering.
1: He realized that nobody loved him like his father.
0: Amen. Amen. those are good answers thank you so much mr hazel kate all right so i'm gonna give you three maybe it's gonna like fall on these three things first is the misery you know the reason why he came back or he come to himself because of this you know his life was in shambles his dreams were shattered satan had chewed him up and spit him out he was broke Yes, he lost all his money. He was poor. He was broken. He had no money. He had no friends. He had no food. He had no clothing. He had nothing. Maybe it's just got so bad that it triggered his mind into realizing that he had been deceived. These are only suggestions, you know, possible reasons why, you know, what made him come to himself, the misery. He became miserable. And yes, you know what, if you are a real child of god and you are out of his will your life is going to be miserable amen if your life is okay and you're out of the will of god you know you need to ask yourself a question second the memory first the misery second is the memory without a doubt no matter how bad you know it got he couldn't forget the bread from the father's house Amen, he cannot forget the goodness of his father. that was the first thing he remembered when he came to himself the smell and the taste oh we 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 wish we wish we can have panera bread again because they have been they haven't been giving us for the for so for so long now. I don't know what happened i s you know i i uh I remember the smell. I, I, I miss the smell of the bread from Panera. The smell and the taste of the Father's bread may have had something to do with it. You know what? The goodness of the Father, it keeps on coming back to him, that memory. You know what? the Bible says in Romans 2:4, "Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance." You know, this is a very unique way of God that will really make us, you know, um, really make us ask forgiveness and repentance of our sin. That even though we are so unfaithful, but still the blessings of God poured upon us. You know, that his goodness and his mercy is still available to those child, even though we are not faithful to him sometimes. You know, because the goodness of God leadeth the to repentance and thank god because the goodness that is ultimately is the goodness of great god's grace in the um, you know um, in salvation so the misery the memory and last is the mercy there is no doubt god was merciful to this young man if he had gotten what he deserved he would have starved to death in that hog pen but god in his mercy woke this young man up and brought him back from the dead essentially in verse 24 the bible says for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry amen so i hope that we are blessed tonight he came to himself because he got he when he came to himself he got honest he got humble he got home and he got honored amen you know let us pray for everyone in this church Let us pray for everyone who is also not in our church. Amen. And let us continue to be faithful to God. Let's close in prayer. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, thank you so much for this story that we have seen how the greatness of the Father's love to us is. Lord, you will do anything. Um, the, The fact that we drifted away Um, from you, Lord God, in the very beginning of the human history. Lord God, but you never left us. Lord, we messed up. We rebelled against thee. We did our own thing. We followed what we wanted. But Lord, you still came to us. You still redeemed us, you still brought us back, even that would take the life of your son. First of all, Lord God, we thank you so much for saving us for the salvation that you have given us. And the story said that you ran, and that was the only account in the Bible, that you ran, the father ran. And when this prodigal son went back to his house, you know, even far from the house, the father was already there waiting. And I believe that's how you are to us, Lord. But sometimes when we stop doing what we promised to do before you, you know, it's not that we are not in the church that we are not drifting away. This drifting away can also happen to us even though we are here faithfully attending the church, but inside us, we are far, we are really far away from you. We can sing in the choir, we can do all this stuff, but you know our hearts, Lord, you know the real situation. And when that time comes that you are still inviting us to come back to you, I know that you are just waiting. And your arms are wide open to welcome us back, to forgive us from our sins, our shortcomings, our unfaithfulness. And Lord, we just want to thank you for your unwavering love your mercy and grace to us lord we pray for each one of us that we are prone to drifting away also maybe it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of one incident it's just a matter of one bad news that we're gonna hear and We are just ready to throw out the towel, but Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, we need you. We need your strength. And we just pray for those who are away from your will, Lord. I know that you miss them. We miss them. If there is anyone, Lord, I pray that you continue to speak to them. May you continue to shower them your goodness and your mercy. Help them, Lord God, to realize that there is nothing great in this world to be, there is nothing wonderful in this world than to be in the center of your will in our lives. Lord, continue to speak to us. And thank you, Lord God, for the undivided attention of everyone. And I hope that we learned something today. And we want to give all the praises and glory to your name. We love you, Lord, in Christ's most precious name. Amen and amen.